Today we hear about smashing the fortress, the taking of a stronghold. Uh, this is how chapter 6 of Joshua starts. Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. So this is a siege situation. Uh, to understand the significance of this, you need to understand a bit about military warfare. Uh, when two opposing armies meet each other on an open field, just a, a big flat piece of land, then the outcome of the battle usually comes down to which army is stronger, which army is bigger, has better weapons, better discipline and strategy. But the landscape can make a big difference. In an elevated position, uh, that actually adds strength. You could have a weaker army on a hillside beat a larger, stronger army who are trying to charge up the hill. Uh, arrows fly further downhill and you can strike harder blows facing downhill. So there are landscape choices you can make as a military commander. Uh, the best military landscape choice you can make as uh, a commander of an army is to hide yourself inside a walled city and to shut the gates. So for Joshua and the Israelites who come to the walls of Jericho, this is the worst possible situation. To try and conquer a walled city is a daunting task. They are facing massive casualties just trying to get to the wall. Uh, one strategy is to pile up a, um, some dirt in a ramp towards the wall and then try and scale the wall that way. Of course, that takes a long time, involves a lot of people getting shot by arrows from the wall above. Uh, sometimes ladders are used in sieges, but again, a lot of people die trying to get up those ladders and they're easy to push away from the wall from above. Basically, Jericho has all the strength and the advantage. In human terms, uh, Joshua and the Israelites have very little hope here. Politely speaking, we might say they should be assessing their options. In blunt terms, they're stuffed. They should do what most people do when they encounter an impossible task. You go and find another job to do. Go and conquer some easier town. Uh, start with something easy and work your way up to the hard thing. But they don't because they're obedient to God's plan. God wants them to start with the hardest task first. Uh, there's an interesting book called Eat That Frog, I think by Brian Tracy. Uh, this is not a recommendation to actually eat real frogs, uh, but it's simply it's a bit of a productivity concept of doing your ugliest and most dreaded tasks first in the day. Uh, the point is to prevent them from building up until that little frog has turned into a big hairy toad. You know, get the worst thing out of the way first and then everything is easier after that. It's a bit of uh, anti-procrastination. Well, God demonstrated that principle a long time ago. He wants his people to go and eat the frog first. So they do. Uh, the fall of Jericho is one of those epic moments in the history of warfare. Uh, some battles change the course of history. 
there is the Battle of Thermopylae, where a small force of Greeks held off a massive Persian army. Uh, the Battle of Red Cliffs is significant in Chinese history, the, bat the Battle of Gettysburg in the US. The Battle of Waterloo marked the end of the Napoleonic Wars. The Siege of Leningrad was significant in World War II. There are many big moments in history where a battle and the outcome of a battle is the fine line between sending a civilization into success and expansion or having it disappear and hide away. One of the European superpowers in the 17th and 18th centuries was actually Sweden. They had amassed a strong military power and were on the way up. Uh, if that had continued, then our maps would now be drawn in a very different way. But in the siege of Fredrikstad, uh, Sweden was trying to take this uh, Norwegian fortress uh, called Fredrikstad. And uh, the King of Sweden, King Charles XII, was leading his army. Uh, one day in the siege, he was inspecting his troops in the trenches and suddenly, almost out of nowhere, he drops dead. A stray bullet from the Norwegian fortress hits him in the head and he is killed instantly. From there, the Swedish Empire ceases to be an empire and shrinks back to being a nation. It was a critical turning point. And each of us face critical turning points in our own personal lives. Uh, sometimes those are big financial turning points that decide where you are going to live, that have all these flow-on effects for who your neighbors are, your friendships and work and education, or uh, maybe you face some massive battles dealing with some troubles in your life. Uh, that could be something from your family of origin. It could be relationships you've had, business dealings, career choices, uh, perhaps that one tough exam in your final year that shapes so much of your life. Uh, perhaps it was a temptation you had to face early on and that one moment has impacted countless hours of your life. Uh, perhaps there has been something looming that was going to haunt your life, but there was a decisive battle that took it out of your future and left it in your past. Well, when I was 19, I was at a very critical moment. I was either going to become a proper atheist to, to say there is no God and that's the end of the story, or I was going to embrace Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, to follow him with my whole life. Well, as you can see, the outcome of that critical moment has led me here, praise God. And the reason for that is that God won a victory in my life. I can't claim the victory of my faith that has brought me here. It was one brilliant moment. There were many moments, but one big, brilliant moment where God smashed down the walls of my defense mechanisms and overwhelmed me with his love. It's amazing that uh, when we see a stronghold, something that cannot be changed, something that cannot be conquered, when we see a stronghold, God sees an opportunity to show his strength. The walls of Jericho fall by the miraculous working of God. Everyone has to say it was God's victory. Now, Joshua and the Israelites can claim obedience, 
but not a, a prideful victory for themselves. It is a humble victory that relies entirely on the strength of God. Uh, we might say, God eats the frog. Uh, that would be a, a good clickbait title. God eats the frog. So how do we fight these battles now? Well, the battles we now face as followers of Jesus are not against flesh and blood. Now listen to this from Ephesians 6. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. That's the same reminder that we get from the story of Jericho. Put on the full armor of God. What is that for us? So that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authority, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you've done everything to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with a breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So the everyday battle we engage in is entered in prayer. It relies entirely on God to answer those prayers. Now, here's the unforgettable surprise inside the unforgettable surprise. Uh, the fall of Jericho is an unforgettable surprise. They, they eat the big ugly frog first and so the rest of the land is trembling in fear. It's done in a miraculous way. But there is a surprise within the surprise and it's easily missed. It actually happens before chapter 6. Uh, it is part of this story but it's so easy to miss because it is at the end of chapter 5. Uh, and of course, this is why you read through whole books of the Bible carefully and solidly. So before they get to Jericho, so this is at the end of chapter 5. This is what it says. Now when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went to him and asked, Are you for us or for our enemies? Neither, he replied, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, What message does my Lord have for his servant? The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Here's why Jericho fell. It's because Joshua fell first before the Lord and the Lord went to win a victory. 
this fall of Joshua in reverence before the Lord, uh, his humility, his lack of arrogance and pride, uh, his willingness to be on God's side and not to say, God, you will be on my side. Uh, Did you notice that shift? Uh, Joshua asked innocently, are you with us or for our enemies? The angel says, neither. But as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Uh, That is such an interesting and profound moment. We could arrogantly jump up and down saying, God is on our side. God is with us. Uh, We could have our weekend sporting events and pray for a win. Or uh, some people could be in an argument and think, God, whose side are you on? Or dare I mention the election, which uh, you all know the outcome of, but uh, I'm recording this beforehand in blissful ignorance. Now, what a battle in which to say, God, are you with us or for our enemies? Just imagine the shock of hearing neither. But as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And imagine then being with Joshua to fall face down to the ground in reverence and to ask, what message does my Lord have for his servant? And then hearing from the commander of the Lord's army, take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy. And then walking with Joshua and doing that with Joshua as he does so. Of course, we we love to ask, God, are you on our side? But he doesn't play to our games. Uh, He sets his own agenda. And the question is whether we're willing to let go of our pride and our determined ways and to recognize holy ground when we're standing on it. So, before you go about smashing any strongholds, before you see any Jericho fall, May you fall first on the mercy and grace of God and to draw on his strength. Amen.